Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 38 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Charlie Rankin. Charlie is from Idaho Falls, where she is a stay-at-home mom who does hair one day a week. So welcome, Charlie. Thank you, Jen. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I am so glad to hear your story and to share it with my audience. So as you know, from being a listener yourself, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting. So tell us all about that and when it was and that sort of thing. All right. Kind of like most women, especially moms, I kind of have a history of being overweight and dieting. I wasn't overweight as a child or a teenager. I was always just little and tiny and cute and happy. When I got married, we decided to start a family right away. So I got pregnant with my son, and then I'm four foot ten on a good day. (laughs) 
So I'm really little and super, super tiny bones. I have that bone structure that's like under five inches is like tiny bones. And I'm like at 4.85 on my wrist. So I'm really little. So being so little, when I put on that pregnancy weight, and I think at the highest of my pregnancy weight, I was like 175. So you can imagine how bad I felt. (laughs) I was just big. And with each pregnancy came weight gain. And I breastfed all my babies. So I was never one of those lucky women that lost weight breastfeeding. I just gained it because I was like a cow. I could feed my babies and then pump 10 ounces. And I was just starving constantly. After I would get done breastfeeding my babies, and usually I did it for over a year, then I would try some fad diet and I would lose a little bit of weight, but I never got down to what I was pre-pregnancy or pre-kids. And then it would just start over again. And then I would have another baby because I have five kids. And how old are they now? How old are all those kids? My oldest just turned 14. He's my only boy. And then I have four girls. So I have an 11-year-old girl and then an eight-year-old girl, a six-year-old girl, and then my baby is four. So I just was pregnant, breastfeeding, chasing after a little toddler and, you know, life. (laughs) So myself, I just kind of let myself go and which is fine. I get it. But in somewhere in 2016, my sister, she had told me a little bit about intermittent fasting. She told me a little bit about it. And I was like, "Eh, mm, no, that sounds stupid. That is so crazy. I would never do that. So unhealthy. And she didn't bring it up again for a while. Did she start doing it at that time? Was she doing intermittent fasting? She did. After her first baby, she did it and she had lost a lot of weight with it. And see, I saw that she had lost a lot of weight, but I was like, eh, no, I'm just going to stick with something that I think works or whatever. I started, like I signed up for Beachbody. Oh my gosh, cringe. And the It Works products. (laughs) So was that with like eat frequently? Is that what that was? Eat frequently during the day? Lots of small mini meals? Yes. And then on top of the beach body, I've always been a really good exerciser. I mean, that's more for my mental. I've always exercised. Even when I was heavier, I would run 5, 10 Ks all the time. But it was just more intense. So I did beach body and all the programs. And on top of that, I signed up for the It Works program. I don't know if you know or if you're aware of those, like the body wraps. and I do. I've seen all of them. And up until... 2014, when I finally committed to intermittent fasting, I did all the ones prior to 2014. I think it works, not to knock anything specifically by name, but in general, all of these programs, we try them because they promise us fast results, right? Yep. I tried all of them. And the fact that you keep trying all of them and going from one to the other, I think says a lot (laughs) about the quick result mindset and how well that works long term, which is not very well, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's just not sustainable. And I mean, I did that. I put hundreds of dollars a month into these programs and I did lose a little bit of weight, but it wasn't anything like crazy. I tried them too. You would lose some weight. I could list all the ones I tried, but I didn't try It Works because I think they came out and got kind of big after I didn't need (laughs) to look for the quote miracle plan anymore. And it actually is a big relief not to have to do that. But I spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on these things myself. I get it. 
I can't believe all the money I've wasted. And so I did that for a while and I got down to maybe 120, 125 pounds. So really I was still considered overweight and I just wasn't happy. I didn't feel good because I'd put all that money into it. I was tired, exhausted from just running around like crazy and on top of all that, doing everything that I do as a mom. And it was just exhausting. And so it was about around the same time I had a couple cousins that needed help with babies. They had just had new babies and they needed babysitters. So I decided, okay, well, I'm at home all the time. I can help. So I took on one cousin's newborn baby, one cousin's infant baby. I think he was about six months at the time, her six-year-old, and then my brother's one. So on top of my five kids, I had four extra kids every day. Wow. You were a regular daycare center. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't want it to be that way, but it ended up being that way. And it was fine because I really, I adore babies. I've always loved babies. I love being around them. I love kids. But I think at that time I had so much going on and really disappointed that I tried so hard to lose weight and I only got down to like 100 and 125 pounds. So I pretty much just gave up on myself. I started just, I was just done. I was so sad. <laughs> and because it's taking so much mental energy and you want to use your energy for raising your family. Now, just to point this out to listeners who may think, gosh, you know, 120 sounds like my goal weight. Why was she upset with that? You can keep in mind, Charlie was four feet, 10 inches or is not was, but is. And so what is like an ideal weight for four ten? Well, it just depends. Like I said earlier, like your bone structure and I have super, super tiny bones. I feel best between like 90 and a hundred pounds. That's just where I feel good. For those of us that are taller, I'm 5'5", five, five, so I'm by no means tall in the in the world of women, but I'm a lot taller than you. I've heard a rule of thumb that 100 pounds for the first five feet, and then you add 10 pounds based on every inch. But, you know, in your case, it would be subtracting, <laughs> you know, based on that. So for anybody who's thinking, gosh, 90 to 100 just sounds so little, when you're 4'10", you are little, right? <laughs> I like to tell people I'm basically the size of an 11 year old. So with curves and a bigger chest (laughs) at that time, going back to the story, like I was just depressed and anxious and I had no time for myself. My life was crazy. It was insane. And dealing with all that, I stopped working. That has always been my mental break was exercise. And because I had no time for myself, I just stopped doing everything altogether. And I really did enjoy having the babies. But like I said, I just think I took on too much all at once. And I just kind of spiraled into this like depression. And I started having crazy health problems. I've posted a lot in the group about a lot of my health problems that I had. And I would be sick all the time going to the doctor for just crazy things like chest pain and heart palpitations and achy body. I was young and I am young. I'm 32 at the time. I'm just turned 34. So to have all these problems, I mean, it was just crazy. Now, do you think those are related to, you mentioned that you were going through depression, perhaps anxiety at the same time, were all the, like the chest pains, the heart palpitations related to the depression and the anxiety? I'm sure that they were because when I would go to the doctor, they never could figure out what was wrong. They would do ultrasounds and 
I think it was a CAT scan on my chest to see what was going on and nothing. They did blood work. And of course, my blood work was not great. I was insulin resistant and borderline pre-diabetic. And so I had high calcium in my blood, which a lot of that points to parathyroid issues. I was a mess and it was mostly mentally because I had a lot going on. And I remember going in and out of all these doctor's appointments. My doctor said, okay, Charlie, you need to find balance in your life. If you don't want to get on medicines to stop all these things, then you need to find balance because I've never been one to medicate myself. I didn't want to get on depression medicine. I didn't want to get on all that. That's a wise doctor. He's great. I absolutely love him. And he said, you find some balance in your life. Start trying to meditate. Start trying to take some time for yourself. Do something for you because I had a lot on my plate. And I just remember after leaving his doctor's office, I was like, okay, I've got this. I can do it. And then, of course, life happens and I didn't do anything about it. And about two weeks later, and this was the end of 2017. So the end of 2017, I came down with a horrible, horrible sinus infection. I got so sick. And on top of that, I was like pneumonia. I went to a ready care and being at my regular doctor, I never really paid attention to my weight. I just ignored it and didn't look that way. I kind of like closed my eyes and I knew that I was heavy, but I was kind of in denial because like I said, I'm little. And so I was still fitting into like size four, six pants or a small, medium, maybe sometimes a large top. So I was like, you know, I'm good. I never really felt like I was that big. And when I went to this ready care for my sinus infection, they, instead of asking me for my weight, they said, hey, can you step on this scale? And it was one of those ones with the big numbers that kind of just is blaring right in front of your face. And the number that flashed, I just remember seeing like 157. I was like, just shocked. I cannot believe like all these emotions were coming in my head. And I felt like crap to begin with. But it was just depression again, like just hit me in the face. I can't believe that I had let my little body get that high. And you know, on your tiny frame, that's an extra 60, 65 pounds over your ideal weight. So on a little frame, that has got to really feel like a lot. Yeah. And I think back and no wonder why I was having this achy body and no wonder why I was having insulin issues because I mean, my waist circumference was as like as big as I was tall. I was big. Like I said, this was the end of 2017. So a couple days later, it was New Year's Eve and I had been on my antibiotic and I was starting to feel good. And the same sister who a year and a half earlier had introduced intermittent fasting to me, we were talking a little bit about and I said, you know, Kara, it's the beginning of the year soon. I really need to find something. I need to find something that works. I want to get better. I need to mentally just, I need to get to the old Charlie again. So she basically said, okay, Charlie, are you ready to listen this time? (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. The next day she brought me over your book, Delay Don't Deny. And I stayed up. And I read it that day and I finished that evening. It was time. You know, my heart was open. My mind was open. And I was ready to listen that time. I started the next morning. I felt so connected with your story and your diet history. To me, you were just like this normal, real person that has been through everything. 
And I just connected to you. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. If Jin can do it, I can do it because I'm a normal person too. (laughs) I am a normal person. And I want to reiterate that. Here's a funny story. This morning, I actually met someone for coffee. And if people that have listened to all the episodes, if you remember the episode with Michelle and Ronnie, the sisters that were separated... Michelle was traveling through Augusta, spent the night in Augusta on her way to a family vacation, and we met for coffee this morning, which was so much fun. But I'm just a real person. But her family, her son specifically, was like, what if she's crazy? What if she's not a real person? <laughs> what if no. She's like, no, I think she's real. So yes, people, I am just as real as all of you. <laughs> and if you're in Augusta, I might meet you for coffee. <laughs> Anyway, so yes. So it's true because I have struggled just like y'all. I think that, you know, I'm not one of those fancy people who's just always been slim and now I'm going to tell you how to do it. I had all the same struggles. Most people just struggle with their weight. Not naturally. You don't really have a fast metabolism. It's not really normal. You really have to... It's work. Yeah. Yeah, it is work. And so that's when I decided, you know what, this is for me. And I started and I've been doing it for about 18 months now. So yeah, I love it. Awesome. So when you were starting, how quickly did you start to feel better? I started feeling better pretty quickly. I did feel pretty good. And initially, I lost about 10 pounds within like the first couple weeks, maybe three weeks. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was exciting. But 10 pounds on me, honestly, it didn't show up because I was so round. And then I kind of stalled out and I had like a rebound weight gain. I felt good, but I was kind of like a lot of people. I was getting discouraged because... It was frustrating. I was doing all the things. I was clean fasting. I was listening and to podcasts. I was keeping busy. I was trying to learn to listen to my body. And I just was really, really frustrated. It was mostly because I was stuck on that skill. Because I was seeing other things happen, like my mood was getting better. I was still babysitting at the time and I was able to babysit all day. And then handle my own children at night instead of getting frustrated with them. You know, those little things. And that was big for me. Like I said, I didn't see that huge break in the skill, but I was seeing like my pants were getting looser and all that. I mean, it took me a good while before I started feeling fantastic. How did you deal with that, that scale frustration? Because we hear it in the one Facebook group that's so large. We just hit 100,000. We're already about to hit 107,000. I mean, it's just growing so quickly. And so with thousands and thousands of new members every week, we have people who are new. And that this is the common thing. You know, what you're describing now, you start, maybe you lose some weight at first, and then the weight comes back, some of it, and then it just it feels like it's slow. So how did you deal with that? What really helped you at that time? Because this is such a common thing that we hear, you know, and, and we keep saying, we always say, it's okay, give it time, let your body adjust. But that's easy to say, but hard to hear when you're the one going through it. So what did you do? So I love this question and I only told a couple people about it. So it was about around Easter time. So me and my husband, which he started with me intermittent fasting, I decided, you know what, I'm so sick of the skill, I'm going to give it up for a month. So I decided to put it in the back of my closet. And I just was going to go about my daily life, I was going to try to listen to my body better, 
eat when I was hungry, clean fast, go still do exercise, just listen to my body. And after that month, I got the scale out and I was so excited because I felt good. My pants were really loose. I'm like, I've got to have gone down at least 10 pounds because I felt really good. And I got on the scale and I'm not even joking. I went up a pound. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so frustrated. I was about ready to throw in the towel. And like I said, it was around Easter time. And I was just like, oh, so frustrated. And I remember for Easter, whenever my kids, so this is kind of like side topic, whenever we do like a holiday and my kids get a lot of candy and stuff, I like to take it away from them and put it in like a little Ziploc baggie and put it up high so they don't sit and just binge and eat it all the time. And so I remember taking, and my youngest was three at the time, and I just taking a little Ziploc baggie and everybody had their name on it. And I put it up in my master bedroom closet out of reach. I need, they know it's there, but I just put it out of reach. I just remember this tiny little two, three-year-old, she would go through great lengths to get to that candy. She would move chairs. She would stack boxes and stools on top of chairs and she would get it. Little crumbs and little jelly beans scattered all over. And I remember one day coming in because I heard a big crash and she had fallen off the stool and the chair and probably the wall or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) She had the bag of candy in her hand and I just looked at her and I'm like, you know what? That's actually really amazing. I look at this toddler who she sees her goal. She sees that candy and she doesn't give up. She's going to go through these awful falls and climbing things. And she's not ever going to give up on herself because she really wants that. And it sounds so cliche, but that's really what broke me away from that weight thing. And I got emotional thinking about it. And I'm like, you know, I'm so frustrated with her, but look at her. She never gave up. She never gives up. If you look at little toddlers and little kids, they're so determined. Nothing's going to break them to get away from that goal. That's a really great illustration that we don't want to forget. You know, she was determined. Nothing was going to stop her. I love it. Yeah. And I just thought to myself and I sat there and as she was crying and upset and I was comforting her, I just thought, you know, thank you, Millie. Her name is Amelia and we call her Millie. I was just thinking to myself, thank you, Millie. I really needed this experience at that time because I was ready to break up with intermittent fasting. I was not seeing the results I wanted to see. I was just so frustrated. And then I just tied that in. I just made it a little bit like, okay, well, if my daughter can do this and she can do anything, I can do anything too. And I just need to not give up on myself. I need to not get discouraged if little road bumps come in the way or if little stupid things that life happens and ups and downs. And if I can just get over that and just not give up on myself, you know how much I could accomplish And so that right then, it was like I was starting to feel that positivity that a lot of people start talking about with fasting. And from that time on, whenever I got discouraged, I would just think of reaching for my goal and climbing and getting to the top and finally making it. Every time I had a negative thought or I got so caught up on the scale or those little things, I just 
remembered that I'm worth it. I'm worth fighting for and I'm worth getting my goal. And that has just helped me. And sometimes, I mean, I fluctuate now, even then I've been kind of in a good weight for my body. I sometimes can fluctuate up to eight pounds a day. Yeah, I just don't let it get in my head anymore. I don't compare myself to other people. I compare myself to myself. And that's just what I do now. I just, I don't focus on the negativity. I just, I knew I was going to get my goal and I, I'm getting closer and closer to my goal body. And I just, I feel good. So that's what helped me. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. So you said you're you're at a good weight. People really always like to know the numbers. So <laughs> how much have you lost so far? And also, I would love to hear if you did any tweaking to increase the weight loss or to help you get towards your goal body. So if you could go into those things. So right now, the lowest number that I've seen on the scale is about 98 pounds. So I kind of go by that number. I say I'm like 98, 100 pounds, even though this morning I weighed myself and I was like 103. Like I said, I fluctuate quite a bit. Plus it was Father's Day yesterday. So I ate a lot and I baked and <laughs> and it was delicious. <laughs> I ate a lot too. And we record these in advance. So this will actually air later, like in the summer. But yeah, Father's Day, we went out to a great restaurant and I ate a big meal at like two o'clock. <laughs> so I get it. It was worth it. It was worth it. And it was fantastic. It was a great day. But the lowest that I've seen so far is 98 pounds. But I'm little and I'm basically wearing children's sizes. Like I can fit into a 10, 12. So yeah, I'm pretty little. Like all the women's clothes and the petites, they just kind of drowned me. 
I'm just not very big. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, that is a good tip. It's tricky to find clothes in the children's section, but I actually, you know, I'm 5'5", five five and I tend to be, I have more of like, I have short arms and short legs, so I can wear clothes from the petite section, but I do venture over to the kids' section, especially for t-shirts. Yes, exactly. And it's cheaper. It is cheaper, but t-shirts fit me better because my shoulders are not very broad. And so like an adult t-shirt, even a small, the sleeves hang way down. And so with the children, the proportions are just better. So ladies, if you're (laughs) smaller, like me and Charlie, check out uh, leggings. Leggings are great in the children's section. Leggings are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And you can get those at Target. One time I was wearing some Christmas leggings at school when I was still a teacher and there was a a fifth grader wearing the same ones. I'm like, look, we're twinning. (laughs) Like I said, I have an 11 year old daughter and I can go in her closet and find a couple things. And it's just kind of, I don't know. She doesn't really care. She thinks it's kind of cool that mom can share clothes with her, but it's just kind of funny. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm going to lose any more weight. I don't really care if I do. I just want to tone up, but you know, I have some areas on my body that I'm still working on and that's fine. I don't, I'm, I gave myself, you know, I'm in this, forever. So it's not something that I'm going to quit when I get my goal body or whatever, but I've lost about 60 pounds. Oh, fabulous. So how did you tweak along the way? Did you do anything or did you just keep trusting the process and just day in, day out, just kept doing intermittent fasting? Or was there anything specific you would say, you know, this is what really helped me? Yeah, I did a lot of tweaking. When I first started, when I was struggling with the initial weight loss and then rebound and all that, just trying to get used to it. I first started out at an evening window and I would be home all day long and be around food, getting toddlers and everybody food all day long. And it was hard. It was really, really hard. And then I would cook dinner for my family and I'd eat about five. And then I was in the mindset where I had to go till eight or nine and I would hurry and put food in my mouth, even though I might have not been hungry and close my window at eight or nine. And then I would start over the next day, but I wasn't feeling good at that. So I would get horrible heartburn. And I just felt like gross when I went to bed with a really full belly. And so I slowly, gradually in the first couple months, I slowly moved my window up a little bit. So I wasn't eating right before bed. And um, I started feeling a little better, but I wasn't seeing like great, great results. And then it wasn't until after I had like my little epiphany with my daughter falling off the chair and all that, that I I realized I actually feel better when I ate earlier. So I gradually started moving my window to a lunch window. And that's kind of where I've been ever since. I love that, that story, the way that you adjusted it. And here's why. For me... I do better with an evening window, which I'm sure you know. Yesterday, I ate at 2, and I had a hard time going to sleep because I didn't eat again because I was still full enough not to have a whole second meal. Like, I had a little snack, but I didn't sleep well because I felt like I, you know, didn't eat close enough to bedtime. But for you, you didn't sleep well when you did eat close to bedtime. Yep. Everybody's different. (laughs) Body is different. And that is what I really want to reiterate. So you have a lunch window now and that works really well for you. Yep. It works great for me. And like I said, a lot of people are like, well, how do you have a lunch window 
with a family? Do you not eat dinner with your family? And I love that question. And I love it when people ask me that because this works for me because we do have a big family. And I have a lot of kids that are in lots of different things, dance and gymnastics. My son is really into hockey and he does traveling and he does like the dry land practice and all that. And my girls are into music. So we are busy after school and then afternoons. Our house is crazy. (laughs) And so when I'm home during the day, around 11 or 12 o'clock, I can put together my family's big meal and I can enjoy it and I can cook and, and I'm not rushed and I just can make a beautiful, healthy meal. And I can make a little portion or I cook it all for all of us then and then just reheat it for them later. So I eat our big meal during the day. Now that it's summer, my kids just have like a sandwich or whatever. But I'll make the big meal during the day and I'll eat it and I'll sit down and I won't be rushed and feel like I have to cut everybody's food up. And then I just enjoy my big meal. And then when dinner comes, I just sit down at the table with them and I have my sparkling water and I help serve and dish up and we just have good conversation and it just works for us. I think that's fabulous. That's really an excellent story of making it work for you. The evening window felt wrong. And so you tweaked it, you moved it earlier in the day and now it feels right. And I started losing weight again. (laughs) Yeah. So nobody say, well, Jen does this, so I'm going to do that too. Please don't. (laughs) Don't do that. Something just because I do it, except for the clean fast, do that, no matter who you are. But (laughs) as far as window timing or whether you eat one big meal or open with a snack, whatever, there is no one best way to do it. Nope, there's not. And you really need to just start listening to your body. And that's what I try to tell a lot of people because everybody asks questions like, what do you do? What did you do to lose all that weight? And well, did you eat this? Did you eat that? And I started out just eating the traditional American diet. I didn't want to be in the mindset of restricting and not eating what I like to eat. But like everybody, I became like slowly like, oh, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. That doesn't sound good. I'd rather have that. And so I slowly, slowly started eating a lot healthier. And to this day, like I amaze myself at some of the things that I love and some of the things that I used to love (laughs) because I just, I won't eat crap anymore. I just don't like it. And it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. And so, so like, give us some examples of things you used to like, but now that you don't. This is kind of a funny story. My husband travels a lot for work and I've told people, I've told a couple people this story, but this is so weird to me. My husband travels a lot for work. So that leaves me home with the kids doing everything all by myself. Cause usually when he's in town, five o'clock, he's home. He's not the kind of husband that sits on the couch and demands stuff. He interacts with us. He does the dishes. He's just amazing. So when he's gone, it's all on me. And I remember feeling so overwhelmed. And this was even a couple of months ago. I used to love like little Debbie snack cakes and little like those Chips Ahoy cookies. And I remember as growing up, my dad used to buy those Chips Ahoy cookies and chocolate milk. It was like a happy moment for me. Like it was a treat that we used to get. And I remember going grocery shopping and I don't really buy that stuff anymore because I don't want my kids to have it. And it 
and I hadn't had it for so long. And I walked by those Chips Ahoy cookies. And like I said, I was feeling frustrated. My husband was gone. I was just, ugh, I was just done. <laughs> and I got home and I literally, I'm kind of a funny mom, I guess, but I locked my kids outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we all get that. Yeah. And I, I just needed, I'm like, go play, go do something. I needed a couple minutes to myself. And I made myself this big, tall glass chocolate milk. And I sat down with the box of cookies or the bag of cookies. And I was just so looking forward to finding comfort in that food. And I dunked it and I was waiting, you know, I was getting excited and I took a bite of it and I immediately spit it out because it tasted like garbage. And I was completely shocked because I'm like, Charlie, who are you? (laughs) Maybe that was like about three months ago. I decided I'm just going to give up processed stuff because I don't eat it anyhow. I don't eat that stuff because it just doesn't make me feel good and it tastes like crap. It's not good. That's how I feel about Pop-Tarts, the kind that are chocolate, that have the vanilla cream inside and the vanilla on top. They used to call them something else other than what they call them now. I can't remember. But the chocolate with the vanilla inside, I loved those to the point that whenever I was starting a new diet, I would like get those and eat them the day before to get it out of my system because I love those so much. Well, I've tried them. Hurry and bend it. Yeah, exactly. Let me eat these now because I will never be able to eat them again. So I'm going to eat, you know, that mindset. I used to have that mindset. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. But the last time I tried those, I was like, these are just disgusting. Instead of like wanting them, they no longer have hold on me. I'm not avoiding them because a diet plan told me not to eat them. I could go buy them today and have them for dinner if I wanted, but I really don't want to. Yeah, you can have them, but you don't want them. So that's what, it's great. (laughs) It's the empowering nature of intermittent fasting to really listen to your body. And this doesn't take, I mean, it doesn't happen immediately. This is not going to happen to somebody in the first three weeks. It took me a while. It's totally a process. And then the first time you try something like those Chips Ahoy cookies you mentioned, and the first time you're like, wait, did you wonder if they had changed it? Because I've done that. I'm like, they must have changed this. This is not how it always was. (laughs) I did. And it's so funny because my my son, he's a teenager and he's kind of just a, he's a good kid, but he's just kind of mouthy. And I have one of those soda streams. And so I'm constantly drinking sparkling water. And I love it because I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm not anything, not even soda anymore. I just love sparkling water, which is weird. And my son, after that incident, because I threw the cookies away, I didn't want my kids to even have them. And so I remember him saying, mom, why did you throw those cookies away? And I'm like, because they taste awful. And he goes, well, it's probably because you drink that crap water all the time. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you mouthy kid. (laughs) But it was kind of funny. He's like, it's killing your taste buds. You just don't like food anymore. And I'm like, well, not true. (laughs) I think it wakes up our taste buds, actually, so that we are aware of the processed and the chemical flavor. Like those those Pop-Tarts, you know how they add in, like they enrich, you know, all these foods. Well, yeah, but they enrich them with vitamins. I mean, I swear they taste almost like you can almost taste the enriched nature. I don't know. It just, it tastes like chemicals and grossness. I have a sparkling water tip for you. I just learned this when I was on a trip with my son, my older son, Cal. Did you know those restaurants that have, you know, the, the soda, like where you can get your Coke or whatever, there's like a button and it's usually, I think on the Sprite, you know how you can get regular water and that's often on like the lemonade. 
you can get plain carbonated water out of those too. Oh, awesome. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) I don't know if you can do it on all of them, but we were somewhere and he's like, look, sparkling water. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Plain water is usually on the lemonade spout. I think the plain carbonated water is on the Sprite spout. Anyway, there's my tip for everybody. It like blew my mind. So, (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I was a diet, we call it dirty diet Pepsi here with diet Pepsi and lime and coconut syrup. Oh, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. (laughs) But, and I would have one of those daily because I could, and I've been known to, I just, I was, I love diet soda and I had it in my window, of course. It's been the last month where it just doesn't taste good to me anymore. And I have a few every now and then, but I prefer just water or sparkling water. And that's pretty much all I drink. (laughs) It's yeah. I love it. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events, and it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Well, let me ask you about your husband. He started at the same time that you did. Is he still doing intermittent fasting? And how have his results been? Well, he started a couple weeks after me. And it's kind of funny because it was the beginning of January. And, you know, everybody hits their, makes their resolution to get healthier and And his brother had actually started the keto diet, the ketogenic diet. His brother had seen amazing results. And so my husband decided to try that while I started intermittent fasting. So he was doing that for a couple weeks. It was so frustrating for him because he did lose a lot of weight, but he just felt so deprived at first. And he lost a lot of weight pretty fast. And so, and it was a couple weeks in and he goes, Oh, I just really want to have what you're having. And I can't remember what I made. And I was like, fine, just do intermittent fasting with me. And that's all it took. And he goes, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) So he gave up keto and just decided to do like a 16, eight. He's not as strict as I am with like his eating window, he's like, oh, he'll get home from work and he'll have dinner and then he'll be like, but you know, men are crazy. They can lose weight no matter what. And it's kind of irritating, but he's also six foot and he started out about 
255 and he's down to about 200 now. So he's lost 55 pounds. That's awesome. Just with 16.8 and a loose version at that. Yeah. And I mean, he does like 18, 20 hour fasts every now and then, but he's not like crazy intense. He mostly has like two meals a day. And he says it's because he's a big guy and he needs a lot of food. He was always one of those people that said, you know, I can't go without breakfast. I have to have breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. And he would eat a lot for breakfast and then he'd eat a lot for lunch and then he'd eat a lot at night and then he'd snack at night. You know, that was just our life. That's what we did. And now people are like, they're just shocked if we go camping or or if we're around people that Josh and I, I mean, we don't eat anything for breakfast. And people are like, well, how can you function? How can you go without breakfast? <laughs> and And you feel good. And it's just kind of crazy. So yeah, he loves it. And it's nice having him as a support to do it with in my family. And yeah, it's just great. We love it. It really is It really nice to have family that understands and buys into it and does it also themselves. Although I have been traveling with my family and they may not eat breakfast, but then they're like, time for lunch. I'm like, come on now, people. Let's just keep keep driving. Be like me. You're not hungry. You can do it. Seriously, sometimes it's like... Oh, they want to eat constantly. <laughs> Growing bodies have a different need than our bodies. So that's true. But yeah, I can imagine my kids were already teenagers when I started doing intermittent fasting for real. So I was like, y'all get something if you want it. You're in charge. <laughs> you can't do that with your four-year-old. No. So let's circle back around to your health conditions that you were talking about. You know, your heart palpitations, the anxiety. I know you said you feel better, but How's your health overall? You were pre-diabetic. So that's the exciting thing is I went back because of having those issues with my blood. My doctor always recommends to go back and get my fasted blood glucose drawn every month just to kind of see where I was and just to keep a handle on it. When I started intermittent fasting, I told my doctor about it and he was just behind it 100%. He said, well, if that's what you want to do, let's. that's great. If you found that it's going to work for you. And every month when I would go back and get all that done, he would see just like my improvement. He could tell that I was happier and my blood work was getting a little better. Yeah, I had spikes where it would be really, really high, but it never went into the pre-diabetic stage. It always just kind of lingered there until about January of this year. So about a year. About It took about a year. Yeah, it took about a year. Yeah, it took about a year and then it just dropped and I was in normal range and he's just like, wow. And that's when about like I lost most of my weight in about 10, 11 months. So it was about the time when I had almost hit my goal weight and I was feeling really, really good. I was about in January, I was about 110 pounds. So I got the call from him and he said, you know, I can kind of say not from him, but from the nurses. She said, we don't need to see you that often anymore. You don't need to come get your blood drawn fasted anymore. We feel confident that you're just on the right track to become healthy. And funny thing is, is I didn't really, I decided to get my own blood glucose test because I wanted to see my numbers. I wanted to see them keep going into the normal range. So in January, I got my own and and I test it every now and then just because I want to see because sometimes I'm still shocked. I'm shocked that I used to be my insulin used to be so high when I was fasted. And now 
it's anywhere from, I haven't tested it probably for like a month, but it can be anywhere from like 65 to 80, which is like perfect for my weight and height. So your blood glucose is just right in that 65 to 80 range during the fast. That's awesome. So the heart palpitations, the anxiety, is that all gone? It's all gone. I used to wake up with so much like dread for every day, you know, like the sun was shining too hard or the birds were chirping too loud in my window and I was just grumpy and I had everything irritated me. And so, and I think that's what would make the chest pain worse and my heart palpitations bad. And just when I finally committed to just being happier and being better and looking on the bright side of the day. I mean, my days just are great. I can find, yeah, I don't have perfect days every day and I get frustrated with my kids and my family and everything, but I pretty much can say that I am happy again. I am happy little Charlie and and my anxiety is gone. I don't get frustrated as easy I just, I can look at the day and I can see the sun shining and I can hear all these things and I can find good in every day. And I think that's really what's important. Yeah, I'm so glad that I lost all this weight. The things that I've learned mentally and where I am sometimes outweigh that physical. Oh, definitely. I think you're right. The freedom, the being able to relax into the lifestyle and just not have to stress out about it. Yeah. It's just, it's so nice to feel for all those years that I was overweight and unhappy. I was happy around other people, but I was just sad and depressed. Well, we can put on a face for the world, right? Yeah. But when you are feeling so like alone inside your body and just in your mind, it's just, it's so hard. And now I can just, I can look at myself in the mirror and I don't have all these negative thoughts. I can it's just, it's really fantastic. I love it. I love having this self-confidence and this self-worth and it's just, it's great. I love being happy again. <laughs> that makes me happy too. So your sister, she's still intermittent fasting? She is. Yep. And she's had some great results also. Yeah, that's great. We rarely hear of people who do it for a while and then they decide just to quit. <laughs> So, you know, I never know if you're, what you're, what you're going to say to that. Like, no, she stopped. She doesn't do it. But I, I would not expect that she would have stopped. <laughs> no. And I think that's what a lot of people, when they go into something like this, they think that it's like a regular diet that you're going to, once you get to your weight, you're going to stop. But most of the time, probably people, especially if you do it for long enough, you realize that you don't want to go back to that old way. I don't ever want to go back to that way of eating. I will not, you know, and just yesterday eating earlier and then feeling so full. And then it just reminds me on a normal day in in my past before intermittent fasting, that would not have been my first meal of the day. I would have eaten a big breakfast and maybe a snack because two o'clock, you know, I thought I'd be late for lunch, right? So I probably would have had a meal and a snack or maybe, who knows? I can't even imagine putting that much food into my body now. It's crazy to think about that's why intermittent fasting just makes so much sense, especially if you are, if you go out to eat. And you know, if you think about the calories in, calories out, and all that food that you're eating in one sitting, and then you go and do it again two hours later, and then again, it's crazy how much food we think that our bodies need when they really don't need it. <laughs> they don't need that much food. It's crazy. When we look at the the blue zones and the the longevity of the people that live in them, 
they don't eat huge amounts of food. <laughs> they eat less food. We don't need to eat as much food as, as we think we do. It, you know, to eat till you're satisfied and then stop and then go about your day. <laughs> so are you a sharer? Do you share with everybody that you're doing intermittent fasting or do you kind of keep it more to yourself? I was so hush about it at first because I didn't want people to know what I was doing. And then once like a year hit and I saw such amazing results, I share and I share. And sometimes I probably overshare. I'm probably one of those annoying ones. <laughs> I just, I can't stop talking about it. And everybody knows that I'm a faster and, and I love it because from seeing my results, it's just kind of like worked on top of each other. Everybody sees my results. And so a lot of people have started and we have a little Facebook group, a local Facebook group. And I can count probably 30, 35 people that have just seen my results and have started intermittent fasting. And then they're telling friends and family members. And it's just, it's contagious. And uh, I love it. I really do see this as a grassroots movement because, you know, I think back to when I first started and that's how I went to write a book. I mean, I was not setting out to do this. I was not like, I'm going to grow Facebook groups and write a book and have podcasts and then tell everyone. No, it just started from my enthusiasm as someone who had tried every diet, like you, tried everything, wasn't successful, and then finally found something that worked for me and then started a little support group back there in 2015 for me and my friends. That was it. It was to be for me and my friends. And that's now the one meal a day group that has 76, 77,000 members, which has turned into the delay don't deny group, which is a separate group that's over a hundred thousand. And it all just started because I wanted a group for me and my friends. And so we feel so good. We tell people they feel so good. They tell people. And so it just multiplies and it grows. And so I'm just a regular person and so are you. And we can keep spreading it just like this, person by person. I, I feel very you know, enthusiastic about it, obviously, but it's how we change the world. I think we're doing it. And it's just so freeing. If you feel so good and so free with your life and so happy and so fantastic, why don't you want other people to feel that way? Exactly. And you're not selling them something. You're not selling them a product. And I'm not. And you're saving money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not asking them to sign up under you and sell your product. No, you're just telling them and you're not making money. It's free and it's free for them. And you're just helping them in a way that is not like those other things. You're not selling them a wrap to put on their body. Exactly. And you want it. Like I just, I want to help people now. Like I just talk and talk and talk about it. My, my in-laws and Josh, my husband, he always says, well, you talk about it to everybody. You sit and you sat and had a conversation with my dad and his dad is just funny and he would never talk about stuff like this. And I sat and heard conversation about intermittent fasting with him and he listened. <laughs> so it was just exciting and I can talk to anybody about it and I'm not ashamed because I know it's healthy and I, yeah, I just want everybody to do it. And I really think that with a little bit of tweaking and a little bit of stuff, it could be for everybody. Yeah. I think it really could work for everybody. They just need to find their right schedule, what works for them and the sky's the limit. I mean, you could Health is right there. Yep. Now, in one minute or less, because we are almost out of time, what would be your best bit of advice for someone just starting off with intermittent fasting? 
I just would have to say, just don't give up on yourself. See yourself where you want to be and just don't give up on yourself. Do whatever it takes to just get there because it's going to be a process. It might take a year. It might take five months, but just don't give up on yourself. You're worth it. Just keep going. I love it. Don't give up on yourself and don't get frustrated when you don't see the results as quickly as you think you should, because that's the big thing. Be like that toddler climbing up, never giving up. It's been so great to talk to you today. And thank you so much for being here. It's been great to talk to you too. Thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.